Armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? Rum and Cokes? Do you have any idea how important you this is? You're trying to save the idea? pump cup. Really? This do is what you you're doing? This is what you're doing? Chief, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon, Mr. Justin Waller. Good afternoon. I don't know much, but I know one thing. We're finally going to have some fairness in the NFL overtime. Here's to six overtime games this weekend. Way to finally get it right. Hey, I'm Mac McGinn. I don't know much, but I know one thing. When the police have to pull you off a plane, I'm not signing you to a big free agent deal. Yeah, we're talking about you, OBJ. The truth finally came out. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? It's Thursday. That means Justin Waller's with us, and that also means we're essentially at NFL playoff weekend. How are you, my friend? It's Friday Eve, Eve. I'm doing great. Uh, we're here. It's wild card weekend, and... Uh, and I'm excited about this new overtime rule. I know that's kind of a curveball. We didn't plan for it, but I had forgot that we get that this year, that both teams will get possession and first team taking the score and getting a touchdown is not into the world. So, you know, uh, I had forgotten it too. I'll be honest. With you, I forgot you. Someone tweeted about it this morning. I, I, I wish I could remember who it was. I'd give them credit, but it popped up and I was like, Oh yeah. And then it just kind of escaped my head again until you said something today. So yeah, that's, that's good, I think. You're going to defer now, right? Like, I think for the first time, we're going to see people defer in overtime because you're going to let your defense play ball and then go down and try and win it. So I think uh, yeah. adds a lot of strategy to it. The only thing I would say to push back on that is that there might be coaches that say, now, I want to put the pressure on you, right? I want to put the pressure on you because if you go out there and spit the bit, and get a three and out, then all I need is me as a field goal. You know what it'll probably come down to, Justin, is what's the game flow like, right? What's the score right. right now? Is it is it 42 to 42? If so, I want the ball first. If it's 12 to 10, I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, 12 to 12, I, want, I think I'm going to punt it to you because I've got a better chance of stopping you and getting maybe a three and out, and then, and then you shorten the field. Predict one coach makes a flawed error in this overtime debacle if we get to see multiples. I, I think it will be uh, oh, a hot topic when we turn around next weekend, when we talk next week. I can guarantee you 
the first coach to do it that's going to screw up and not know what's going on is Brandon Staley of the Chargers. I don't know what he'll do, but he'll do it. He'll go out there and he'll be sitting there going, you know what? I'm going to go for it, thinking that that he has. It'll be something to the effect of he'll go for it on fourth down and short on his side of the 25 <laughs> and won't get in because, well, our defense wasn't stopping anyone and blah, 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 blah. He'll come up with some BS, but you'll know what's going on in his head. He'll think it's the old one. And because then Sean I, Payton will replace him. I, I would <laughs> say it's, it's a Ron Rivera, but he didn't make the playoffs, so. But if Ron Rivera was in it, then if Ron Rivera was facing Brandon Staley, then I'd, I'd say it'd be a toss-up. One of them would forget the rule exists. That, that would that probably is a very plausible scenario that could happen between them two. Yes, somebody in in that charger lo- in that charger uh, coaching coaching room right now needs to raise their hand right now. And go, I you look. I I'm not trying to tell you your job, but I just want to remind you this could be a thing. And I guarantee you, Brandon Staley going, what, the, what, what happened? <laughs> uh, let's start off with some college football. So I kind of teased it yesterday about the uh, national championship odds for next year. And what I thought would be fun today, spend a little bit of time on it, is if we take a look at this, and let me do this better. Uh, we do this the right way. There's two different ways you have to share this thing and always pick the wrong one. Here we go. Um, so the, the odds for this pretty interesting to me. So for those of y'all that are listening on radio, we'll go ahead and read it to you. But those obviously who are watching on Braves country HD, you can kind of move along with us and read with us. But Georgia is a three to one favorite at this point. And I know there's a lot of Bulldog fans who are going to say, you darn tootin', et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to push back on that, and I'll tell you why I'm going to push back on that from the betting perspective. If you are going to put, we'll say $1,000, right, on Georgia to win it, I think you can get better odds down the road than 3-1. to one. It's it's never three to one. It is the newness of the two national championships. It's the newness of beating down TCU. You know the best way to get your best bet if you want to hit the Georgia Bulldog Route Three P. Let them lose a game sometime next year, and then push your chips in because they'll go six seven to one somewhere in that neighborhood. And then that, but even still, then when the when the actual polls come out. Georgia's not going to be three to one. They may be, but that's it's a terrible bet to hand someone a thousand dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever, and keep it for about twelve months. It's interesting the disparity between Ohio State and Georgia. Plus three hundred for Georgia and plus six hundred for Ohio State. I know both rosters will have turnover and they will, as they do, just reload. Uh, it's not a rebuild, so why such a difference? That was a field goal game that Ohio State missed, wasn't it? Did I miss something? Or did Georgia move on because Ohio State missed a field goal? What's that? Which one? The We, we came down to a, a missed field goal, essentially, Ohio in the Ohio State-Georgia Ohio game. State, but Ohio State missed a field goal at the gun. Yeah. 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 
and that's a plus 600 difference. So it's doubled up. That's what I'm saying with to your odds. It's just, that's a big difference considering, uh, I mean, they're both going to reload. We get that a lot in betting. We get that a lot in betting, right? Everyone goes, no one thinks about it in January. They'll be thinking about it in September, how hard it is to repeat, much less 3P, right? But yeah, Ohio State, Alabama. So Ohio State's plus 600, Alabama's plus 700, USC's plus 700. I can tell you this, I'd put it on Alabama before I put it on USC. There's no way I would hit USC at this point. I get it, they're getting Caleb Williams back, but just because the way the media goes, they'll find a way to put Alabama into the national championship playoffs. The news came out, was it yesterday morning, I think? Uh, the, the national championship had some of the low, lowest ratings of all time. And it's, and it's the lowest of this era. Right. And of course you saw them continually go down. Well, the game was a blowout. So that didn't shock me at all, but what's going to happen is there's going to be pressure on the committee to put a close game in there. And so if, if you want to hedge your bet there, Alabama is going to be put in, I guarantee they're going to be put in. They're going to have to lose three games next year because of the bias that is Alabama. Now, what I thought would be fun, first of all, let's address Tennessee 30 to 1 odds, right? I like it. Man, that's the same thing for your boys. Uh, them Seminoles are uh, 3,000 as well, are they not? Yeah, they're 25 to 1. I don't know why they're that low. They should. They, let me put it this way Tennessee should be should be over Florida State. Because even though Florida State is returning a lot of guys, they play in the ACC. If they lose a game, they'll probably kick them out. Tennessee can lose a game and still get back in there. Tennessee may be able to lose two the way that TC, TCU opened up the door for the Power Fives that's not named the Big 12. That's what happened. It will not shock me. I'll tell you who I wouldn't put money on. Who was it that had a pretty decent odds? Oklahoma 30 to one. I'm not taking any team in the big 12 because there's going to be that bias in their head. You can't help it. It's human nature. I don't want to watch that again. In Oklahoma, every time you get in there, you get boat raced. But yeah, I, if I think for a value bet, my fandom could put a little cheddar on uh, my volunteers, but if I'm going to make an ACC pick, I'm not walking away from Clemson at plus 1500 in Florida state. You said it's 2,500 uh, or 25 to one odds. So um, it's, I think your winner comes down to them too, right there. And I might hedge a little there if I'm looking for a long-term play, you know, it's not a terrible idea if you're going to do something like this. And like I said, if you're going to get Georgia, you can wait on Georgia three to one is not very good odds. No, but if you really just want to hedge your bets there, you could you could put this in and, re, and realize you're putting the same amount on each. Well, let's just say you're going to lay three bets. I'd go Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. There is a very good chance that one of those three teams is, is going to play for the national championship. And then once you have that ticket in your pocket going into the national title game, then you could possibly hedge the other way, depending on who they're playing. I'm a little leery of Clemson because they seem like they're on the downswing, but that's still pretty good odds considering their history. I would, would you even fathom taking Texas at 20 to one? No, they are always overrated. What is the deal with Texas? Not taking a big 12. 
I taken a Big Ten school. Uh, LSU, sorry, Ohio State, LSU. Michigan fans. Michigan's plus 1,000, and there's no interest there either. Yeah. They'll find a way to spit the bet. Um, LA, Robert's asking, why is LSU so high? It's because they got the news that Jaden Daniels is coming back and a lot of their guys are coming back. That I'll tell you what, that's going to be a heavyweight showdown in week one. This is kind of what I've been talking about that they need in college football, but they need it for like 15, 20 games. That that uh, kickoff game between Florida State and LSU in Orlando is going to feel like a bowl game. That takes place in all, uh, Labor Day weekend. I think it's Sunday night again, too. Last year, everyone was like, oh, that's cute. These are two programs that used to be decent. Now everyone's going to – now it's most likely going to be a battle of uh, top tens. It would be nice if they could stack them matchups. I know that they like to have a big opening showcase. And uh, maybe you can do that interconference and get some conference play to start up and you put your big matchups. But I would like to see these tilts closer to the end of the game or end of the season to where – what does it matter in the first week? You know, I mean, we, we've seen LSU and Florida last year have them and then bounce back, and then one did, one didn't. So they really don't mean anything early losses in the season. I guess that's why they're putting them there. But as a fan, I want to see them when it when the game's on the line. Let, let's let's start having some knockout rounds. You know, the last couple of weeks is I'm not saying mess with rivalry week. That needs to stay traditional, but. Why don't you shift those to the end of the game, end of the season? Just like to see that in the future. I know with college schedules, they're done years in advance, and that's something you would have to plan towards. Well, but... you would just have to open up that weekend is what you'd have to do. Yeah. You'd have to say, uh, just for argument's sake, um, we'll say Halloween weekend, right? Somewhere in that, whatever, wherever Halloween falls. The only pushback is going to get on that was is the Florida-Georgia game. But, heck, Florida-Georgia could stay where it is and let other teams – Go. I, I, I would like that idea. Either I just want to do it at the very beginning of the season because more teams are likely to sign up big opponents. They don't feel like that that they're going to lose out on anything, and it kind of gets you tuned up. And then you go into the season. And now when we were going to get twelve teams in the playoffs, you're going to get in. You can get into the yeah. playoffs two three losses easily in 2024. Give me one team on this list, Justin, that you're like that's a good deal. That's I I gotta I gotta look at this. Yeah, everybody listening is gonna say it's bust, but I'm taking my volunteers. I think they control Milton's cannon, and I like some of the. Uh, they just picked up the wide receiver out of Oregon, uh, transferring in, so they got some big playmakers. I think they build on that defense and get some depth, and I, I look for them to compete in the East again this year. I'll give you two. I'm not opposed to your boys either. I really like what Norville did this year, and I think he builds off it. I'm going much farther down the list. I'm going to give you two. Tulane. (laughs) One one team team that uh, I'll keep an eye on, but I'm not going to put them there today, would be uh, Arkansas. But if you look down there at the 125 mark, 125 to one. Oregon State and Florida. So Florida, they're going to have to do a little more in the transfer portal for me to believe in that. So I put that outside. But Oregon State's had a pretty good transfer portal. And for that matter, 150 to 1 is Kentucky, and they just got the quarterback from uh, NC State. 
because the the one thing that I think these 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 uh never take into consideration is the transfer portal. They're all looking at who's coming back, et cetera, et cetera. But what about that team that brings in a haul this spring? If you're quick enough to the to the abetting window, you could you could have yourself a nice little uh ticket in your pocket. Just a thought. Down at the very bottom, I mean if this is 2024, I'd take a swing at Tulane. But I'll tell you what, 2024, can we get futures odds on uh, Dion, <laughs> Colorado? 301 odds in 23. What's his odds for 24? I want to I want to throw it on there because I used to say, oh, that's no, that's impossible. I don't I don't count anything out. I would like to see the odds of that uh, uh, the futures for a conference championship because that would be an interesting one that I think. Uh, might have some favorable odds I'd take a look at. They came out with the with the Heisman odds, and Jordan Travis was not very good odds because I thought about laying something on. I was like, well, this is terrible. Uh, it's He's only like 10 to 1. He was like third or fourth on the list. I was like, that's basically saying he's a favorite. I'd rather go win. I forget what his number was, but Milton was much farther down. I was like, man, I, I'd rather throw it in on Milton because if Milton does hooker-type things, He's going to be right there in that conversation. And from what I saw in that orange bowl, milk, milk, pretty darn good. A, l- a little bit of touch. And I think the young man will have it reined in. Um, still needs to get a little air underneath that ball. And, uh, but that cannon is legit. Um, Lamar Jackson says hogwash. <laughs> yeah. I'll throw it through the defender's shoulder. I will pad. put it in your face mask. I'll make you catch it. <laughs> We got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit up a couple of fun topics on belly up to the bar. You're not going to want to miss it. Now, I'm not saying I've never driven drunk because I've drank so much in my life. Now, on the back of my driver's license, there's a list of organs I need. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Fridays, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. How to improve your dining room by the Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table, matching chairs, bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to screwball peanut butter whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern sports and talk. This portion of the show is being brought to you by whatever we have in stock are us. 
your one-stop place to shop for whatever we happen to have lying around at the time. You're listening to WQEE, home of Braves Country, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key and YouTube.com at Braves Country. The NFL playoffs are back, and that means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks, Wild Card Weekend and Divisional Round Weekend, Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern, to kick off at 4.30 Eastern. The Armchair Quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show, streaming right here on Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates. Hey, welcome back. Belly Time to, to belly up boys. to the bar. Have a few more. Justin, you came up with this segment. Was it the first year? I feel like it was the first year, wasn't it? First or second. We've been doing it uh, almost the whole time. We're going into our 10th year of... Uh, Armchair quarterback radio, of course, now it's been rebranded as Braves Country because of all the play-by-play we do. But, uh, man, I, I, for some reason, I'm going to have to go back and look. I think we did this, probably not the first show, but it's got to be that first season, I feel like. When we used to be on, I forget the name of that app, that app that we all used to have to come in and dial into. <laughs> and, some, and, had so, and everyone sounded like they were on a payphone. <laughs> I ran into days. a few years back. I was like, man, and we thought we thought that was crystal clear. <laughs> I can't forget the name of it. But uh, anyways, um, going to belly up to the bar with, with some of these topics. And, you know, the first one that I thought we should hit up is Correa goes over to the Twins. And so instantly that that changes the entire dynamics of the National League, the power shift, because Correa, I'm not saying he was going to hit 40 bombs and 120 RBI and, you know, win the batting title, but he's a solid offensive player and he's a heck of a glove. So you put that aside and you say he's not even going to be in the National League. He's going to be in the American League. Give me the American League. Central, by the way, which essentially tells me that, you know, good night, Irene. Uh, we'll see you in six years. Um, so I, th- I thought it'd be fun to rank them to see where we had everybody ranked in the National League top to bottom. We'll start at the bottom. Obviously, we now get. I think I, I think I told you top six, but there's seven teams that, that make the plus. I should have said top seven. So if you can adjust that on the fly, fair enough. If not, I get it. Um, who who would be your last wild card team in right now? I'll just for sake say Phillies. No, I'm sorry. It it, it is six, isn't it? I, I'm thinking of the NFL. I'm going to take Phillies. Yeah, I'm having such a – yeah, that's right, because both the Braves and the Dodgers had, had the bye last week, uh, last year. Okay, so so it's six. So you're going to say the Phillies? Yes, sir. Okay. 
I got NFL on, on, on my brain. Um, I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres. I feel like that they will get back in. But they have so many question marks that I'm just not sure of what is going to be, you know, I, I feel like San Diego is going to be good, but I don't know how good they're going to be, if, if that makes sense. I've got them in, but I've got them a little higher. I've got faith. I think you get almost a full year of Tatis Jr. back and you add some other pieces that they uh, have uh, back healthy. Um, do they compete for the title or the division? Probably not, but I think wild card's definitely in play. My next one I will uh, take. Oh, man, I'm tossing up in between these, but I like the aggressiveness of what they've done so far. I'm going to go Cubs. I'm in between Cubs Brewers, but I think I'll lean with the Cubs. Okay. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with numbers five. I think I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'm going to put the Cardinals in. I think they're going to win their division. I think that's the only team that wins a wild card or, or, or any kind of slot. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals at number five. Who's your number four team? Padres. Okay. And mine will be the Dodgers. Because I'm telling you right now, I know the national media is gonna gonna fan the flames of how good they are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not convinced. I'm not because they didn't feel like they did anything in the offseason, right? And it didn't feel like that they are going to do a whole lot. It kind of feels like to me with the Dodgers are laying in the weeds and waiting until next off season to go all in on Shohei Otani. It's a good possibility, but I still don't knock them out of contention yet. So are you saying the Padres win the division? Is that where you're going? What's that? I'm sorry. Are you going with the Padres as your division winner? No, I'm going with the Dodgers, the division winner, because I've got the Padres coming in okay. the wild card number six. Gotcha. So right now I've got Padres. This is bottom up. So six is uh, is wild, the last wild card to go to the Padres. The division will go to the Cardinals. The division will go to the Dodgers. That's where I'm at. Who Who is your... Who is your three through one? Number three, or these are my division winners. I got St. Louis uh, at number three. I got, this will make you cringe. I got Atlanta number two, and I'm putting the Dodgers number one. Um, I just think their I division think popular. I mean, to I, be honest with you, I think the Padres will get it going, but I think it'll take after the Memorial Day break. I think they may already have a huge gap they have to overcome by then before they get some of their health back to that roster or suspensions in. So I don't know that they can maintain that out of the gate and keep pace with the Dodgers. That's why I think the Dodgers kind of pull away. And I think the Giants will be a nuisance. So I think they're going to end up stealing some wins and hurting both of them this season. But uh, Dodgers, Braves, St. Louis, one, two, three in that order. Okay. And so my one, two, three is going to be Braves, Phillies, and Mets. And I'm literally saying that the beasts are in the East. And I don't think 
Dodgers and, and Padres may even get more wins, but I'm not worried about them. I'm really not. For the first time in a long time, I'm not as concerned about the Dodgers. Well, you know what that means? They're going to go and win the World Series. Their first World Series since 1988. I don't care what any Dodger fan says. That that, that bubble ship back in uh, 2020, it's a half a championship. That's a little more what the Lakers won and about the same what the Bucks won, but it's not a full championship. I might give the Bucks a tat. Well, I'll say the Bucks is a three quarters of a championship <laughs> because they did play on the road. They did have some fans in some stands, but the Dodgers got to play in bubbles. There was no fans leading up to the World Series for them. And then when they went to the World Series in Texas, what was it? Mate, it wasn't even half full. And and no one was there from Florida rooting on the Rays because what are the chances? You're, everyone in that stadium was probably from Texas, I guess is, is, is what I'm getting at. Because there wasn't a lot of travel going on during the pandemic, right? Right. It was still fun. I'm glad they did it for the fans. Don't get me wrong, but I, I can't count that as a championship. I give the Tampa Bay Lightning the most credit because then they came back and won the championship afterwards, right? They backed it up. Right. So it's more of, well, we were the best team then. It's not our fault. Now we're going to show you that we're the best team. I still think that series with the Braves and Dodgers goes to the Braves in 2020 if there's a home and home especially with the conditions. If we're allowed to have fans in the stands and they're all sitting there quiet, all quiet on the, on the Western front, we might even sweep them. Cause remember we were up three to one in that series. That? But as, as far as the NL goes, I think uh, Braves, Phillies, Mets, Dodgers, and then I go St. Louis and San Diego. The biggest thing with San Diego, now that could flip because Justin officially just minutes before we came on the air, your boy, Trevor Bauer, has officially been released. Now, whoever signs him in that six-team field becomes the favorite, in my opinion. John Heyman claims he does not think that the Mets or the Yankees will sign him. I don't know what him, what makes him think that that the that the New York Mets are all of a sudden going to start counting their dollars. And you're not having to pay much. I, I think they said 720 of the 22 million. So 720,000 of the two, of the 22 million is what whatever team would have to pick up. I mean, he someone's going to give him a shot. And if you're a smart general manager, you grab him even if you are the Reds, whoever, and you trade him at the deadline. You let him go back out there, show that he's still got his stuff. Why, why is he all of a sudden going to forget how to pitch? He didn't have Tommy John surgery. So I, anyways, that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Road win in the NFL this weekend. Who has the best chance to pull off a road W, in your opinion? This one's really tough, but I'm going to lean the Giants. 
I think that they just lost Christmas Eve 24-27. It's hard to beat a team in the NFL twice. And uh, here we go, the rematch on the road. So I like the Giants to pull it off. It's between that and the Cowboys, but uh, I'm just I'm not doubting Tom in the playoffs at home. So I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with that that uh, the cyborg comes out in the postseason, and I'm not gonna bet against Tom Brady. And I think it's the Giants. I don't give anyone else really a chance. Chargers possibly, but I'm banking on the Jags. So I don't I don't feel the Chargers come in and do it. By the way, I do want to mention the fact that uh, WQEE has taken us off the air momentarily. There's a tornado watch. Obviously, if you're in the listening air of WQEE, you can't hear me anyways. But for those that might be watching on, on YouTube, just wanted to make sure that if you're in the Atlanta area that you're aware that there is a tornado watch and you can turn over WQEE for updates. Um so you're going with who? I'm sorry, I, I I was getting a message during that. I'm I'm going with the Giants. I just okay. I, I, they just recently played. It was a three point game, twenty four twenty seven on Christmas Eve, and uh, yeah, I I think that's hard to duplicate, especially in a short amount of time. So that's who I liked. But since you take since you took the Giants, I'll I'll pick another team. Because I'm with you. I really think the Giants have a chance. I am a little concerned if they fall behind, can that team catch up with that with that high-powered offense, right? Not to mention, man, the Giants have said a couple of stupid things in the press this week that they tried to clean up, I think, yesterday in a press conference. Um, one of the defensive backs for the Giants talked about how it's not going to be that difficult to uh, slow down. He didn't say shut down, but to slow down Justin Jefferson. Then you can tell he had a talking to because he came back and started talking about how good he was and he makes incredible catches. Yeah, I think a Joy Jackson's still out. So with, uh, having a hole in. He's coming back this week. He will might, be back this week. Okay. Which might actually hurt the Giants' chances. <laughs> um, so if you're going to take the Giants on the road. It feels like the smart thing to say would be the Chargers. I still think Brandon Staley is going to do something stupid and Jacksonville is going to march on. So I'll I'll go with the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I do believe that Tampa Bay is going to find a way to win that game. But if you're telling me I have to choose between the Chargers and the Cowboys, because I'm not taking Seattle going into San Fran. There's no way I'm taking the Tuolus dolphins in buffalo or the lamar jacksonless baltimore ravens going into cincinnati those are off the table there's really only three games in the nfl that i'm really excited to watch this weekend and it's jacksonville san diego it's the monday night game tampa bay dallas and it's the giants minnesota so at least there's one per day but I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll have it on, but I'm not going, ooh, we got to stop what we're doing. And cutter, cutter. I, I was talking about this earlier in the week. If you want some brownie points from, from the wife, you uh, plan something to, to go out and do something early Sunday afternoon, right? And she goes, don't you want to get back for the game? Starts going, yeah, I'll, I'll catch her on the fourth quarter because there's a good chance that game's a blowout. And if for some reason, 
reason it's interesting. You'll be back right three forty five Eastern, right? You know, get in about an hour before the uh, Giants Minnesota game, and if it's interesting, then you tune in. But it's most likely going to be a, a dog stomp. I, I just I don't see how they're going to. How is Miami going to cross the fifty yard line with Skylar Thompson? They scored nine points against the Jets. Can't answer that one. And real quick, because we got a head direct break, best NFL head coaching job that is open right now. Which one are you going with? I'm going to toss up in between two, but I'm going to lean with the Panthers, and it's just because of future cap space. Um, the Texans have the draft capital, complete rebuild, have $47 million available next year. But the Panthers can make some moves and survive in 2023. But in 24, they got $80 million in free space. They got 125 in 2025, and that's without the league increase. So really interesting to see what they could do. They have a good core nucleus on defense, and I think they can build around it and uh, – Get them somebody behind our note and uh, work through your quarterback. Get them a coach in there. Um, man, I would love to add insult to injury if they could pull Sean Payton in. That wouldn't that upset the uh, NFC South? Yeah, I my my thought is I the Saints aren't going to trade them there, right? They're not going to trade them in division. It's just not going to happen. And if you do make the trade, you're going to have to pay through the nose. I think his best landing spot's probably the Chargers. They would have the capital if something happens with Staley, and they said if they lose the Jaguars, I, I think that he will be oh, gone. Yeah. I think that that's the natural. They have the draft capital. They have their future quarterback. They could offer up some picks loaded to come in and offset with the Saints, allow them a rebuild because they've had bad roster situations past few years and they were up against it. And now you can almost reset the clock. If you could trade him away for some number ones and some depth later on in the draft sprinkled throughout the next couple of seasons, I think the chargers would be the ones that could do it. If, right. Uh, right. If it's available, but obviously it's not, yeah. I'm going to go with, um, look, Denver would be enticing because it's always been a franchise that's been solid. But the problem is not only do you have terrible Russell Wilson there, you just gave up a lot of draft capital. So I hate that. So I'm going to go with what you originally said, Houston. It's Houston for me. Um, The the Colts would be interesting, but Ursay, man, I I, I don't want any part of Ursay if I'm a – if I'm a Sean Payton or what, I don't want any part of Ursay. Ursay will get a guy that's begging for a job, not a guy who, who can pick and choose. So I, I like Houston. Houston – now it would be a lot more entertaining if they had the number one pick, but they still got the top two. So you're either going to get Bryce Young or you're going to get C.J. Stroud. And either way, I think it's a win. I think both those kids are going to be really good. This is going to be a really good quarterback class this year. I agree. And I think next year it's going to be more of it's going to be like Caleb Williams, and then there's going to be some question marks, maybe a Joe Milton. You know, Jordan Travis is going to be an NFL quarterback of any stature he's a he's a guy that you might draft to try to patch things together kind of like a poor man's marcus mariota type thing but he's not he's not gonna be anything to write home about all right let's take a really quick break when we come back we are going to talk up some more nfl 
and uh, get into the uh, get into the playoffs. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country HD. Well, Mom, if you already knew, then why didn't you tell Dad? <laughs> then we wouldn't be in this mess. Oh my God, Rosemary had a better baby than me. I might audible. I audible. I'll use. Red Foley, Red Foley, Blue Poncho, Blue Poncho. Do it, do it. Rambo, Rambo. Give me Kershaw here, Kershaw. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Japan, Richmond, New York, Richmond, Florida, Sally, Buffalo. Jet, Jet, Hey, Short Ox, Luna Raiders, Red Lion, Omaha. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, and every morning. Right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports, the River Dragons hockey, and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Armchair Quarterbacks Radio covers the whole SEC the whole season long. Down. Here's Tua stepping back. Low jump. Looks long. Throws. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. Alabama. Devontae Smith. Touchdown. Alabama. And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Again, it's going to be Crapel wing and the kicker, Drew Alamo. LSU remains Undefeated. Passes away. Penalty flag down. Lamar Thomas has got it. Lamar Thomas is on his way down the sideline. George Teague is after him and runs him down. Takes the ball. Takes the ball away from him. Teague's got the ball. Well, congratulations to the LSU Tigers, the 2008 BCS National Champion. Armchair. Make sure to listen to the armchair quarterbacks. Primetime drive time. Good enough for us down here in the bayou. Go Tigers and the armchair quarterbacks. Because he's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. He's the all-American man. Hey, this isn't my coffee. Where's my finely ground Kenya blend? That's it. Daphne put an eggshell and some allspice in it. Doesn't that just dress it up? <laughs> I like it. Gives it a zing. Now... Let us get something clear. I am not a morning person. First, I have my coffee. Sands, eggshells, or anything else one tends to pick out of the garbage. Welcome back. I'm trying to update on the Facebook page to get everyone in the know in that area to attain the There's a tornado warning in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and uh, evidently there's already been damage to, to some buildings and whatnot. We'll try to keep you updated as uh, that storm moves along. Looks like it's sweeping across and won't affect your area. Justin, um, but some dangerous weather that is uh, on the on the horizon there. All right, so let's 
go ahead and get into the uh, the NFL playoff picture. Going to get your predictions as we are going to be. So we're doing the kickoff show Saturday afternoon, three to four thirty, right here. And uh, I'm going to wait to do my predictions then, but I do want to get yours and Joey's because y'all y'all won't be able to to make the the show. So I, I do want to make sure that we get that. Um, where are you going with with? Uh, we'll start off with uh, how about we'll just go in order of the weekend, right? And who who do you have winning that first game? I don't have the time to order, but uh, hopefully it's Seahawks at Niners, and I've got yes. the Niners. Okay. And then Jags versus? I'm rolling, I'm rolling with the Jags. You are? Okay. Um, I didn't know if you'd still be a little peeved about, you know, what went down. It was uh, still a Pat Ford pass, and I will argue with anybody the other day. It's a damn pass. I mean, how did it go 20 yards as a fumble? It would have fell straight to the ground. So, Tom Brady, that would have been an incomplete. And anyway, for whatever it's worth, he got Todd Downing fired, and my That's life is complete now. So, right. That's a fumble, but what Brady did was a pass. Get out of here. Get out of here. That makes absolutely no sense. Um, but, anyways, we move on. But, hey, they, their <laughs> offense moved the ball, and the uh, defense played well, and uh, they're, they've got good momentum right now. So I wish the game was a little bit earlier with a West Coast team coming in. It would justify my theory a little bit more. But, uh, hey, I still t- ride with the Jags in the night game. It still ended up the way that I wanted, which I I said this last week. I'm When it's all said and done, I'm a Titans fan before I'm a Jaguars fan, but it, I, I do live here. But it, it, it helped Tennessee out more to lose that game long-term than it did to win that game, probably lose to the Chargers. If somehow they got through the Chargers, they would get absolutely demolished by Kansas City. It's better off to let Jacksonville go have some some fun, maybe get a playoff win, maybe get some experience. You never know, man. You catch lightning in a bottle with that talent that they have on that team, you never know. But let Tennessee grab the number 11 a pick overall, and let's try to rebuild this thing. And let's, like you said, get rid of Downing. Yeah. And where was the Davidson County court system when you needed it? I mean, couldn't they have hurt, expedited that charge and got him off the field the last couple of weeks? Maybe we would have scored a few more points than 12. <laughs> but anyway, it's over with now and on to the OC search. But uh, I guess you got to find a general manager before you uh, can really get your OC. There were some internal uh, interviews today with Ryan Calden and uh, Monty Osenfort. That's the VP and director of player personnel currently with the roster. There's only two internals. And then the question is with GM, uh, once they fill that spot where they go OC was. And how much is Vrabel fighting for? That's the big underlying story as a Titans fan that I really want to know. Is is player control on the table, and is he fighting for that? Is that an option? So be interesting to see uh, how that unfolds. Yeah, the uh, – so then you go to Sunday. I'm going to assume that you've got the Buffalo Bills winning that game. and you've I got do. And you've got Joe Burrow winning Sunday night. I do. 
So where are you going with, with Minnesota versus I'm gonna take the Giants? The, I'm going to take the Giants. Okay. And then what about the Monday night game? The season's body of work tells me to go with the Cowboys, but the 0-7 record of the Cowboys against Tom Brady and Tom Brady's history in the playoffs says go with the Bucks. So I'm going to take the Bucks, especially as home dogs, and we'll talk about that in our pick six. Okay. So then we'll just kind of cut to the chase here because we don't have time to go through every single round. Who do you have in the conference championship game? The AFC and NFC. Bills, Bengals, and the AFC. Okay. And who gets the W? That's tough, but something just tells me, especially with everything going on with Hamlin and the way that team is gelled together, I'm going to lean Bills. I think you might see something oh, Wait a minute. Bills, Bengals will play each other next week unless there's a major upset. Well, I screwed that up. I don't have the seedings. So, okay, then I'll replace the loser. They got more. The Bills will win it. I was going to pick them to win that matchup. So, Bills, KC. That worked for you. And then you got the Bills winning? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, if all the top seeds win, which I know is a big if, it'll be Jacksonville going to Kansas City. Cincinnati will go to Buffalo. And then in the NFC, it would be Tampa Bay at Philly. And the Vikings at San Francisco is, you know, assuming that there's not an upset. Who do you have in the NFC? Eagles and Niners. Okay. And who wins that one? I'm going to lean Eagles. Okay. So Eagles, I'll tell you what, man, Eagles, Bills, would that not be a shootout? It, you know what? Eagles, anybody, wouldn't that be a shootout in the Super Bowl? Let's be honest. I know San Fran's got a good team, but let's be honest. It's going to be a lot more fun if the Eagles get there. You know, oh, yeah. those offensive, man, I was in a uh, in a fantasy draft last night for the playoffs, and I hedged my bet on that. One of the things that I did, because I got them later in the draft, is that Miles Sanders was sitting out there, and I'm like, if they make a run, and they should make a run, meaning they play at least two games, if not three, Miles Sanders could be a big reason why the, why the Eagles bring home another Super Bowl. Um, let's go ahead and get into our six pack of picks. And it's obvious with with this few games, we're probably going to trip each other up. We're probably going to either go against each other or have the same pick, and that's fine at this point because when you get to this this part of the season, it's kind of impossible to to go on a six pack as we go f- forward. So that's going to happen. What is your first pick? Well, I've alluded to it. I'll take Bucks plus two and a half at home. Okay. And I concur. I also have that pick. So I just feel like, first of all, I feel like that game's coming down to the wire. Dallas has not been playing that great, although they have a much better team. And if I can have the points in my pocket and the team at home, and something about TB12 in the playoffs. I don't care what city he's playing in. I've I've got to lean with him. What is your next one? I'll take Giants with the road win plus three. <laughs> Ditto. 
Uh, okay. I think we're going to be ditto across the board. How about I just take money lines and you take the points? Because I think they both uh, – <laughs> I'll give you the Jaguars. I'll, I'll take the money line on the Jaguars. You can have the points if you want them. All right. Um, Jags, by the way, up on was up to two and a half this morning on some books. And some of us may have grabbed it. I think it's back down to one and a half now, but I don't know why it's, why it's, it's swinging so far into San Diego's way. Unless it's just, there's, there's gotta be a ton of money going in on that. I don't think Mike Williams is going to play. They went out there and ran him out there last week and he got hurt and the rest is history. So, and not by any stretch of the imagination, is this going to be an easy win for the Jags? I mean, Mike Williams is just the beginning of of your headaches when it comes to the San Diego offense. But when you're missing Mike Williams, it's going, it's going to handicap what you can do across the board. And now it's going to have to, now really it falls all on Eckler and Allen, obviously, and the Jags, man, they just they just seem like it seems like things are happening for them, right? It seems like there's just things going their way, like the goofy interception with the uh, with the Cowboys comeback. You know, the ball that skipped through the hands in Nashville that should have been at least knocked down if not picked off. It just seems like I'm not saying it's kismet and it's their year, and they're going to do something, like win a Super Bowl. But stranger things have happened, and this is a team, they're definitely one of the most talented rosters that have made the playoffs, but they're so green. You, you, you know, we all just assume that it's too early, but they may be so young, they don't know any better. Just going to fall backwards into a championship. I do think... okay. I do think they're going to get roasted in uh, Kansas City. But then again, when they played Kansas City earlier in the year, it really wasn't that bad of a loss. It was it was pretty competitive. And everybody tightens up a little bit, and it brings the competition a lot closer in playoff games. I mean, you can go for your home runs, but uh, they're sizable, and they glare when you miss them. So... Um, usually offenses kind of tailor it back a little bit. I know that's not the normal status quo of, of the chiefs, but, uh, even them, they, they do get a little predictable and they tighten up a little. It's usually the scrambling of what produces the offense in the postseason for the chiefs or the bills or anybody with the mobile quarterback, they're making plays happen with the extension of it. And we all look back to some of these games and we're like, man, that came down to one play, the third and 15 and, so-and-so went shortstop on us and side-armed at 25 yards. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just a tight game, and they make plays. So I think they'll tighten up, and they'll have a chance if they get to it. Derek Carr going to head to Nashville? I don't think so, but I wouldn't put it off the table. I don't know that Mike Vrabel isn't sold that a healthy Tannehill can't get him through until the quarterback, and they draft somebody late. Um, in this draft. And that's why I wonder about player control because I don't think he's like the outcome of his draft. And I think that's glaring the rift that Robinson and Vrabel had with some of their picks. So I was um, thinking kind of outside the bun on this one today. And I was thinking, so if he just gets released and doesn't get traded, right? Because if he gets traded, it's 40 million. But if he gets released, 
started from scratch and to cut Tannehill, it's going to cost you fifteen. Start right. I think it's fourteen five, right? What if you go to Derek Carr and say, "Look, man, the first year we're only going to be able to pay you fifteen, but we're going to give you more guaranteed money. We're going to bring you in here for we'll say a three or four year deal." I, I'm really more after after the Tannehill experience. I'd much rather have three year, but would would that itch where you're scratching? No, I don't, I, I don't think it does. I think there's enough gems in this draft class that if uh, you're strategic, I think they ought to be able to get one. And I'm not completely giving up on Willis. Um, it, look, it, 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 it was not a good experience. He's not ready for the NFL yet. But that's not to say year two he can't develop or turn into that, show some progression, and we go through the battle through this last year at Tannehill, and maybe you do have your quarterback. It, yeah. it, it'll be interesting. What is your walk-off, sir? Did you ever had a rib cramp while doing a radio show? That is really talent, or really hard to do, and I'm very proud of myself for making it through. I need some water and hydration. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I've, I mean, yeah, I've gotten a lot of those types of things. Um, you, but usually when I get rib cramps, it's because I've eaten too many ribs. <laughs> oh, man. No. I'm ready to stretch now. So that's my walk off. That hurt. <laughs> I'll tell you what's a fun thing is when you when I was doing the four hour morning show and I was flying solo for like hours by myself sometimes and you go in with a fever and you're like <laughs> you're just oh. sitting, uh, you're you're seeing stars and everything, man. But you know, it's it's like my old uh uh Mr. Esprovnik, their our professor Back in college, taught us. He's like the show must go on, and that means your ass needs to be in the seat, and the and the mic needs to be hot. So, I, I guess I got a better walk off. And I mean, since Jeff Saturday wasn't strange to anybody in the NFL, I guess we can introduce Joey as the new uh, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts coming up next. <laughs> well, si well, since we got kicked from uh, WQEE, I don't necessarily have, have to go to the break right away because they've got a tornado update for folks that are just joining us so um i am going to put the link down in the comments as well but i did put it up on the uh on the actual um uh all of our social media networks to to make sure that listeners knew where to go for updates but uh anyways there it goes uh joey would you take that job and work for your boy or would you pass and hold out for a better job ah uh, like taking the head coaching job the working with the pause tells me everything the pause says it all he doesn't believe in his colts <laughs> honestly i mean i don't think jeff saturday will end up being the coach all i see today though is you guys were talking Derek carr he's Every Colts fan's freaking out that he's going to be the next trade we make now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. As I know, Titans uh, are going to be kind of in a similar boat if they want to be. So it's going to QB movement is always exciting, no matter what year it is. Now I feel like quarterbacks are just always on the move. All right, Justin, I know you got to run. We'll go ahead and reset. We'll be back in a flash here. Talk a little, uh, well, talk a lot of football and get some other things in here. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country HD. Keep it locked in to CBS Sports Radio. And uh, not today, WQEE, but the other affiliates will be back in a flash. 
The NFL playoffs are back, and that means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks Wild Card Weekend and Divisional Round Weekend Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern to kickoff at 4.30 Eastern. The Armchair Quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show streaming right here on Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Derek Carr broke his silence and bid a farewell to the team's fan base in a statement on social media Thursday. Quote, it breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. We certainly have been on a roller coaster in our nine years together. From the bottom of my heart, I'm so grateful and appreciative for the years of support you gave to my family and me. We had our share of both heartbreaking moments and thrilling game-winning drives, and it always felt like you were there next to me. It's especially hard to say goodbye because I can honestly say that I gave you everything I had every single day, in season and in the off season. It certainly wasn't perfect, but I hope I was able to leave you with more than a few great memories as Raider fans. Carr, who signed a five-year, $125 million contract extension with the Raiders in 2017, then a three-year, 121 extension last spring, said in 2021 he would probably quit football if I had to play for somebody else. I'm a Raider for my entire life. In response to that, Carr wrote, I meant that, but I never envisioned it ending this way. Derek Carr, whose contract guarantees him $40 million if he is still with Vegas or agrees to a trade before February 15th, could simply wait for the Raiders to release him and hit the open market. Trades cannot become official until March 15th. Chicago Bears hire Big Ten's Kevin Warren as president and CEO. Warren has been with the Big Ten since June 2019, but recently given a contract extension by the conference. Former Stanford head coach David Shaw interviewed Wednesday with the Denver Broncos regarding their vacant head coaching position. They will also interview the New Orleans Saints coach, Sean Payton, in Los Angeles, and Rams defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett December 26th after one season, a 4-11 record over 15 games. The Mississippi State Bulldogs are set to hire Kevin Barbet as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Barbet spent the 2022 season with the same role at Appalachian State after three years at Central Michigan. Texas native Barbet played quarterback for Grambling and led the team to the SWAC title in 2002. And Matt Rule announces three hires to complete his first Nebraska staff. Matt Rule signed an eight-year, $74 million contract with the Cornhuskers. He'll bring in Bob Wager as tight ends coach, Rob Voracek as linebackers coach, and Garrett McGuire as the receivers coach. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on youtube.com at Braves country. 
Shen Young, a performance that truly matters to every one of us, is coming to the Columbus River Center for the Performing Arts, January 17th, one night only. Shen Young brings 5,000 years of civilization live on stage through choreographed dance, music combining Western and Chinese instruments in an animated backdrop. Come and see it at least once in your lifetime. Tickets at shenyoung.com slash GA. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. Welcome back. Didn't want to play any music because I do want to give you a quick update of some stuff that we're seeing on the storms. We are back on on WQEE, but I do want to give a quick update. So evidently, uh, LaGrange has uh, seen some tornado action. Also, I I just saw a, a video that is trending on Twitter, and it is a tornado that they said has been on the ground in Atlanta for about 30 minutes, which is unbelievable. And the video that I'm seeing is just North of the Atlanta international airport. So evidently in the listening area of WQEE it is, it is now thunderstorms, but please be safe because you never know what may have happened in its path. And, uh, we uh, wish everyone the best and hopefully everyone stays inside and stays covered because uh, they are not to be played with. How are you doing, Joey? Doing pretty good. Uh, man, we're just one day closer. I can't believe we're into the postseason of the NFL. It's been a crazy week. We got a lot of good games this weekend. I'm looking forward to watching a lot of NFL action this week. Yeah, we're we're just a couple of days away from that, and there's a lot of excitement in the sports world. So we're going to try to focus on that. But we do hope the best for everyone in the listening area of WQEE, and of course everyone beyond as that storm tends uh, continues to go. It looks like it's heading northwest from what I saw on the radar, but I'm not a a, a meteorologist, so I can't can't swear by that but there's a breaking news of tornado (laughs) of the atlanta airport and they said it was um there's a there's a warning now in that area till 4 15 so another five minutes but there is pictures of it and video of, of that tornado hitting it i've been through a few of those and it's it's no fun it is uh the scares are, are no fun. And then, of course, if you actually get in its path, it's, it's absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone be safe out there and a crazy time. But, you know, we talked about this two days ago, Mac. I want to bring it up to you real quick because I hope people listen to us here. On Tuesday, 
you specifically said uh, that, you know, Buffalo, if you like them, they're minus seven right now. Get it while you can because of the quarterback news. I'm looking right now. It's up to 13 right now. Man, that would have been a great buy on Tuesday. Yeah, it ballooned. I want to say right before we went on the show yesterday, I can't remember when it was, um, but it ballooned five points yesterday it could be, because it had gone to eight since we had talked. And then on Wednesday, sometime right. during Wednesday, it ballooned up to 13. Is it? You're saying it's still 13? I see it. I see it at 13 as well, yes. Yeah, that's – and I honestly think – I was mentioning this yesterday. I think it's going to go 14 beyond. Now, you might see some push down. You might see it come down a little. Because sometimes these sharps will go out there and they will kind of correct the line for a minute because they think because of their numbers and what they're looking at, the Miami can stay within 13. I don't. And I like literally it. just refreshed my. I literally just refreshed my Bet US page, and now Buffalo Bills are minus 14 as I just refreshed. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! So one point in the. What would you say in the last five to ten minutes? Literally refreshed like five minutes ago. Dash came in on that, baby. You can best wow. believe. Now, I I just refreshed it over on the uh, on the other page because I'm always bouncing back and forth to see the difference. And uh, Caesars, I think is what this is, uh, still has it at 13. But you know, if they moved there, that, man, wow, that is something. That is, I can't believe we were mid-talk on it. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable, and it, it doesn't shock me. I think eventually it's going to settle in around two touchdowns. Now, if you really like Buffalo at this point and you missed out on, on the big train, you might want to wait to see if, if it'll creep down a little bit and then hit it. Sunday morning, that thing is going to be all in. So it's either going to go up or it's going to go down because everyone's going to everyone chases. So, so you're going to have two NFL playoff games on Saturday, and somebody is going to be up, and, and then more importantly, someone's going to be down, and they're going to be like, I got to make it back. I got to make it back. But then there's also the guy who goes, I just want a bunch. Let me roll. Let's go. Let's go. This has never changed in all the years that I've that I've done sports talk and all the years that I've done sports betting. It has never changed. It's a roller coaster, and it's kind of like the stock market. You kind of jump in there when you think you got it, and then you bail out. And honest engine, I think it's more reliable than the stock market, right? Yeah. I'm with you. 55% of the time usually wins 55% of the time. The guy that usually loses his butt usually loses his butt and he's a quit uh, gambling. But you never know what you're going to wake up to on the stock market, especially nowadays. Ugh. I cringe every time. I, I no longer go to my stock market app that I use. I now just Google where what my stocks are so i don't see the totality of the destruction <laughs> that is the stock market right now too much red too much uh, <laughs> brutal i saw a thing today where where they're uh the, you know the price of eggs are continuing to go up so just just so you know to uh to uh, update for folks our annual easter egg hunt will be done with potatoes we're going to uh, color potatoes as opposed to uh, eggs, and we're going to go ahead and apologize for the spores in advance. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying those suckers rotten. 
Oh, man. I mean, it is absurd. They're saying – so it's not only just all the stuff with the economy that's causing eggs to go through the roof, but it's also got something to do with the actual containers themselves. And then then there's also uh, – there's, there's some kind of a bird flu that's out there now. Oh, I'm like, that's what we need. That's what we need. Next thing you're going to be jabbing me in the arm over the bird flu. I just got my flu shot a couple of days ago. And oh, I, man. I woke up this morning and said, why is my arm sore? And I, I, I totally forgot that I'd, I'd gotten that. Um, the last time I did it, I didn't have much soreness. This time is a little bit. And I'm like, eh, I might actually get some some uh, some symptoms. Because last year, I did the flu shot for the first time last year. No symptoms. This year, as he's jamming it in my arm, he goes, well, you just realize the strain's different every year. So, so you know, you, you, you could get sick. I'm like, Lovely. well, that would have been important information to give me. <laughs> Before the needle goes in, anyways, um, you know the good news is is that as you get older, you don't worry about long term effects. <laughs> like, how you gonna get me out of long term effect? I ain't gonna be here in fifty years. <laughs> I need to worry about the next year. <laughs> if I'm here in fifty years, I won. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Amen. I'll still probably be gambling on the NFL. Um, the the other one that I can't believe keeps going towards, and again, it goes back and forth, but Jaguars, we were talking about this last hour, Jaguars, underdogs at home. I don't get it. I feel like they're pretty matched, evenly matched teams. And it at one point, Jacksonville was getting two and a half points this morning. Yeah, to me, it's simple. I mean, if they're two evenly matched teams, like we both agree and think they are, the home team usually gets the three point. I wouldn't mind if, you know, Jacksonville was even just a little bit ahead of a couple of points. But uh, to be what getting at. Yeah, what they're saying right now is that the, is that the Chargers on a neutral side are a four and a half point favorite. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all. <laughs> I'm not saying they can't win by four and a half because it's, it's just one score in the NFL. But. Really? And they got to travel a long way. They do, and it's going to be cold. The high on Saturday here in Jacksonville is 53 degrees. It's supposed to get down into the 40s, low 40s by kickoff. So, and and not that Jacksonville is used to it, but those California kids aren't going to be used to it either. Yeah, and, I mean, Chargers obviously now being in, you know, the nice sun all those years now, the Dome, they're not going to be ready exactly for the cold weather. And they rely a lot more on the passing game than people would think just because they have Eckler. So I look for Jacksonville to come out strong. My my mind's thinking that direction. Real quick on your uh, playoff bracket. So we won't have time to go round by round by round, but do you have any upsets this weekend? Any road teams winning? Actually, it's funny you say that because I have no road teams winning. Next round, I got an upset, but not this one. Okay, so you essentially have straight chalk. Yep. And then in in the AFC championship game, who do you have? In the AFC championship game, I have straight chalk with KC and Buffalo. Okay, which will be at a neutral site. We don't know where it is, but it'll be in a neutral site. 
I think they said today at the Georgia Dome, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, I I missed that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would right. be great. Oh yeah, right by yeah, boom. Yeah, right that would be great. Bam, bam. Folks, go out there and watch it. That would be great. I thought they would. I kind of agree with, with with an argument earlier in the week that it needed to be in a cold weather atmosphere because Buffalo is a cold weather team. Kansas City's kind of a cold. You you know where I thought they would land, and it's it's essentially the same distance as, as Atlanta would be from those teams. Is I thought they would put it in Nashville. Makes sense to me. Nashville's not not doing anything with that stadium, as far as I know. <laughs> and it's a great place to you know to uh, to go as well, and it's outdoors. Atlanta's a great choice. I'm just a little surprised they're, they're going to pick a dome, but I, I guess that didn't go into their thinking. So heck, heck, that's great for Atlanta. Um, NFC Championship game is who? This one is where I have a little bit of a uh, surprise. Even though I have San Fran winning, I have Tampa Bay and San Francisco, and I have San I have Tampa beating Philly. So Tampa at San Francisco is my NFC championship. Tampa Bay in the NFC championship. Who filled this out? Your brother? Hey, that, that's as far as I got. I swear. That's as far as you got, and then and then you put the whiskey down. You woke up this morning. And go whoa, whoa, whoa! All right. Uh, so who is in the Super Bowl and who wins it? I have Buffalo beating San Francisco in the Super Bowl. The you know I I, I almost had that boom the uh, the uh, the Boomer Bowl the Chris Berman Bowl for folks who don't remember when he was on actually on ESPN all the time every single year he picked the Buffalo bills to play the san francisco 49ers because those were his two childhood teams and he every year didn't matter now there was a time period there where it was actually realistic but he always did it he always did it so the boomer the boomer bowl of course it's hard for me to say boomer now without not thinking of boomer siason but uh yeah chris berman was the original boomer um and of course, now everyone uses derogatory, derogatory term, but you know, those people are idiots. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll, we'll update you on any kind of news that, that may be breaking here in the weather. Give me a chance to look that up. And then also, we are going to talk a little college football and what's a good bet for, for the natty in 2023. Be back in a flash here on Braves Country HD, wherever you stream, and WQEE. Look, I got some bad news. I guess there isn't a good way to tell you something like this. Your god-uncle died. My god-uncle? There's no such thing as a god-uncle. Yes, there is. It's your godfather's brother. You remember your god-uncle, Charlie. Oh. Yeah, you know, as much as I'd like to pay my respects, catch up with my god-cousins and meet the god-neighbors, I have some urgent business that just can't wait until later. All right, here's your popcorn and the remote. There, enjoy your show. Hey folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. right here on Rock 99 WQEE The Key, the home of Southern Sports and Talk.
It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Shen Young, a performance that truly matters to every one of us, is coming to the Columbus River Center for the Performing Arts, January 17th, one night only. Shen Young brings 5,000 years of civilization live on stage through choreographed dance, music combining Western and Chinese instruments in an animated backdrop. Come and see it at least once in your lifetime. Tickets at shenyoung.com slash GA. Bo body, Bo body. What does the first B stand for? What are we doing? We're making acronyms. Okay. What does the first B stand for? Um, business. I like it. Business. Good, Kevin. All right. The O. We need a new manager. Welcome back. We are monitoring that storm that's in the Atlanta area, and it looks like there's a tornado warning, including Warrenton, Georgia, Norwood, Georgia, and Kmark until 4.45 Eastern is the latest update that I have gotten here, so we'll continue to pass anything along to you that we find, and... Um, if you do want to call in and, and give give an update, the number to call here is 678-960-9700. That's 678-960-9700. We'll try to continue to, to move along here on this uh, Thursday afternoon. Hopefully everyone is staying safe. And everybody is uh, staying out of harm's way and getting ready for a big football weekend. Before we hit the football, the the uh, the NFL picks and everything, we did this in the first hour, and I thought this would be kind of fun to do today. And I mean, I think it was right because you start thinking about what are the chances of hitting it big on a college football national championship pick and you're looking at this right now on the screen if if you're watching us on braves country hd wherever you are streaming at i I did that again let me reset it again I i do that every single time they've got three different things that you can hit to share a screen and i always pick the wrong one All right, that one's the more condensed one, I believe. Yes, okay, there you go. All right, so once again, the number to call here is 678-960-9700. You want to give us a storm update, or if you just want to talk some sports, Joey and I taking you the way to the top of the hour. So, Joey, I was talking about this earlier. Georgia's a plus 300. It's not that I don't think Georgia can go out there and win another national title, because, my word, they not only are they talented – and I know they're losing some players, but at this point they're just reloading. But it also seems like to me 
that Kirby Smart is doing a very good job of keeping everybody motivated, keeping them hungry, right? And not falling into the 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 pattern that a lot of a lot of teams do this, let's be honest. Yep. Of it's easy to get complacent after a championship. And I think we saw that in the Missouri game this year where they struggled a bit. And I don't think that's what happened in Ohio State. I think Ohio State genuinely had a good team and had a good game plan, and they just they missed a kick. And Ohio State's got to be kicking themselves literally because they missed they missed that that field goal at the gun, and then they saw what Georgia did to TCU. If you watch that game, what you felt like there is that TCU had maybe one guy on the field that could start for the Georgia Bulldogs, and that might be pushing it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're going to get another TCU next year because you're going to have a 14 playoff, and I don't think th- the committee's going to allow it. Which is why I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad they're going to 12. Amen to that. Because there was a couple things that went down with TCU. First of all, they got all the breaks in the Michigan game. But then the other thing is, man, you name it, it went wrong against Georgia. That Georgia, they had to win the turnover battle. I talked about it that day. They didn't do that. They had to tackle in space. They didn't do that. And I, I felt like not only were they outmatched, but the lights were too big, too bright. So looking at these lines here, to me, I don't I don't bet Georgia. I'm not doing it here in January because I'm only getting a three-to-one payback, which means you're going to hold my money for 12 months. The Ohio State bet, I'm probably not taking that, but if you wanted to take Ohio State and Alabama, let's say you put 100 each on that, they're plus 600, plus 700, and you're kind of hedging the bet that one of them might have a good chance of winning the national title, that Georgia won't win it, right? And if you put 100 on both of them, one of them and one of them cashes in, you made money. To me, college football championships right now, because only four get in, it's so much easier to handicap on who's going to be in the playoffs. Almost every year, you know Ohio State and Alabama and now Georgia. At least two of those are going to find their way into the playoffs. Yep, and that's why, to me, you kind of got to massage around and see where you could get other conferences and other things involved. And actually, two of our favorite teams, being uh, mine, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and yours with Florida State, I believe there's a path there still with the 14 playoff where if both teams really play good football at plus 2,000 and plus 2,500. I wouldn't mind throwing a 50 smacker on each of those and seeing what happens because it's pretty good odds for teams that have a better path than the SEC. Right, and see, those I don't hate doing because you're getting much better odds now before the polls come out, Yep, which is key. When the polls come out, and Florida State's in the top 10, I don't think you're going to get 25 to 1 odds. I really don't. When the polls come out and Tennessee's in the top 10, they could be top 15, but I, I'd put Tennessee top 10. I don't think you're going to get 30 to 1 odds. I'm not laying it on Penn State because they always find a way to spit the bit. I'm not done. No, in the Big Ten, they'll they'll be up there, but you know they won't win the Big Ten. They'll do. You got to get through Ohio State, Michigan, and something's going to go wrong. And then Tones will be on here calling for a new coach. You know, I can already see. I I don't need to be a prognosticator to, to already see the future of twenty twenty three. 
Um, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm not putting it on Washington. 30 to one's not good enough. Not going to do it. Uh, Oklahoma. No, thank you. Not nothing in the big 12. Not after what I just saw. Ole Miss is interesting at 50 to one, but I still don't think that they can find their way in. What about Drake may in North Carolina? at 80 to one. And it does look like he's staying now. That would be my biggest concern. Cause there's so many rumors of him hitting the transfer portal. Oh, I didn't even know that. And I think that's why they're 80 to one as well. Not that they would have been big big favorites but you worry about him he says he's staying but man i gotta we, we gotta be in the middle of july for me to, to believe it right? <laughs> true but hey if you do like him it's your time now like you said because it will go right up so not a bad time we talked about this on the first hour but arkansas to me is interesting but i want to see what they do in the transfer portal kansas state is interesting but still man the big 12 thing i don't know i'm just I got a feeling they're, they're going to push them out this year. I, can see I think it. you're going to get a team from the ACC. You're going to get one from the Big Ten, one from the SEC, and that fourth team may be an SEC team or it may be a Pac-12 team. And if I'm going to lay some hay on a Pac-12 team because they've been so aggressive in the portal, I'm very interested in the Oregon State ticket. At 125 to one. I'm telling you, is it, is it, look, it's January 12th, 432 PM Eastern time. (laughs) Is it insane to put Colorado? Deion Sanders somehow has worked miracles. What if he really has changed that roster that much? Well, and I put it this way too. If you're going to look at the teams around them, Kansas, Wake Forest, Nebraska, Tech, Colorado, I, D, everyone loves Dion. I mean, I'm not saying that plays any factor, but it kind of does. <laughs> It'll also play into him him getting the benefit of the doubt from the uh, from the uh, playoff committee, right? So if they're nope. sitting there with one loss and they won the Pac-12, and people are like, "Well, you got to put this other team in because you know they've got a better resume." Dion's very charismatic. He might find his way in there. I would be shocked if he did. And a little bit of me would be jealous if he did. (laughs) But I wouldn't be so mad if I'm sitting there with a ticket in my pocket of 300 to 1 odds to win the Natty. What if these kids he's bringing, these four and five star kids from Jackson State, really are that good? Why not? I mean, dude, I'm talking about laying five bones on it. Yeah, we're not talking about your life savings, yeah. people. I'm not saying go. I'm not saying go go bananas and put the, put your mortgage on it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have a reason for your wife to you know to question why you cleaned out your bank account. Yeah. Three hundred to one again. What I mean, Nebraska. Lay a buck on that. Why not? Nebraska, Matt Rule, let's go. With the transfer portal, why not? I don't see any others that really jump out at me that I think could make a real run at the very bottom. You do wonder what Beamer's doing at South Carolina. He, they're a two, 200 to one. 
Kentucky, I mentioned this earlier, they're they're 150 to one, and they are getting Leary, the quarterback from NC State. I can't believe Florida's 125 to one. That tells how the mighty have fallen. I mean, they're down there with the Hurricanes. They're down there. Miami is down there with Iowa, who can't cross midfield. I was going to say they're not getting out of the big time. Who had a few years ago Central Florida and Florida and the, and the Florida Gators having the exact same national championship odds? What? And like honestly, at that point, you might as well put a couple bucks on UCF because at least they're not in the SEC like Florida is. Another interesting one there on the Auburn getting their new coaching staff. I like that. I know a lot of folks don't like him, but he has been successful. And now everything that he that he was doing is essentially legal now. I'm not touching this guy. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, 50 to 1. That sounds about right to me. Actually, actually, his odds are and I'd be further down the list. If I had to bet a team at the top, I'd probably lay a little bit on USC just because obviously with Caleb Williams having another year, you got to imagine they're going to be better than they were. So if I had to pick a team near the top, I'd probably go towards USC. I almost want to lean and say Clemson because they get Florida State at home this year, and that's going to pro- that game's that's going that game. The difference between this year and previous years in the ACC, for folks who aren't familiar with this, the ACC no longer has divisions. So Florida State and Clemson could meet on, on the on the regular season field and then again turn around and meet in the championship. It's They've gone the way of the Big 12. They're probably going the way of the pack uh, of the pack eight because they're probably about to get extinct. <laughs> You're gone. Hey, any of y'all remember the Metro Conference? No, we don't. Move on. Um, and once again, Texas is always overrated. I just I don't get it. I, I can't pit. Yeah, until they prove otherwise, I need to see it. They'll always play like a close game and like, see, they're they're, they're turning it around. But the, the, but but no 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 no. Your Texas football eight and four and playing and, and getting uh when, what do they call them uh uh moral victories. That's not Texas football. Man, how the standard has fallen. That's Texas today. Christian football is what it is. I'll be honest with you. TCU used to do that. The mighty have fallen. Oof. How much pressure is on Texas now, now that TCU made it to the national championship game? It's got to be beyond astronomical. I mean, come on. It's going to be an unbelievable arms race in that area, in the oil area, with the NIL deals. I didn't even think about that. That is going to be a huge factor. That's why I've said from the jump, when, when all this dust eventually settles, there's going to be a lot of teams down here in the southeast that are just not going to be able to compete unless unless they get a hold of this and get some rules on it. Even the Alabamas, because if you get the Texas oil money go all in, you get the the uh, the California money to go all in. 
how, how are you going to be able to compete with that? Yeah, they'll have to change things up. Long term. They'll definitely have to change things up. They're going to have to. Next thing you know, NYU is going to be a, a NFL, I mean, a college football powerhouse because of everyone living in New York City. They'll just go out there and get a collection hat out there. <laughs> Columbia football, we're back, baby. We're back. <laughs> bam, bam. I think if there's one at the top that I would pick, because I've already picked someone at the bottom, the one at the top I would pick, obviously the other, the obvious of Georgia and Ohio State and Alabama, because you feel like they're going to be in there, would be. I'm not going to go Clemson because I, I can Clemson can Clemson make that run? I don't know. But LSU hat hat has a chance. They're bringing a lot of guys back. They get to play Florida State at the beginning of the year. So if they get that W, they get that springboard. I'll agree. I just still, don't like- for me, man, it's the Tennessee Volunteers. It is the Tennessee Volunteers. They're getting 30 to 1 odds. They looked like a team heading to the playoffs. And then they had that weird night on in, against South Carolina and Hooker got injured, et cetera, et cetera. Really, though, if, I mean, if you look at it from you know, Texas through Penn State, you know, Texas, LSU, Notre Dame, Florida State, Tennessee, Penn State. The reason I like Florida State a lot, and I'm not trying to toot your horn because you come, you'll come at my Colts all the time, you know that. I just love they have a potential Heisman candidate. I just think that is huge, obviously, and I think that Florida State at 25-1 to 1 is my play if I had to pick one around that range. It's interesting, but but if I'm going Florida State, I'm going Tennessee as well. That's because, fine. Because, and then the other team that, that's interesting, because he, he declared he's coming back and got injured in the Rose Bowl, and that team was so much different when he got injured. Cam Rising's coming back for the Utah Utes, and I think that Utah mm-hmm. team is dangerous next year. I like They're that play. 50 to 1. And I'm talking about when you do this, you grab 5, 10 teams and do this, you lay the same amount of money for all of them. Don't go nutso. And put hundred on one and two dollars on the other because that's not how you make out. You make out by putting the same exact money on on all of them. If it's going to be five bucks on all, then it's five bucks on all. Fair enough. If it's going to be a hundred, it's going to be. But you but you don't because then you're you're skewing your odds. Don't put your life savings, people. Just remember. <laughs> I know this area here gets no love for me. Texas, would, Wisconsin, and TCU—they're all sitting right in the same area. Yeah, you I, I just saw. You read my mind. Wisconsin would be my worst play. Do not touch that one. And Oklahoma State just lost uh, Derek Mason, defensive coordinator. He's stepping down, but Oklahoma State's a disaster. Oregon State, I said it earlier, Oregon State is an interesting 125-1 to play for me because they have dominated in the transfer portal. That kind of goes under the radar. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to be hitting up the stupid underdogs, Locks, a lot more. Be back in a flash here on Braves Country HD. Braves Country, weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, 99.1 FM, the key, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. 
woman in my section wants to know if we do anything gluten-free. What do I tell her? Tell her she's not allergic to gluten. She's just masking an eating disorder. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Hey, Braves fans. Thank you for listening to Braves Country Baseball. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and we are here to bring you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves, bringing you spring training and two to three games a week all season long. Please like and subscribe today. Braves Country Baseball. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at you, savings coming at you. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Braves Country. Weekdays. 3 to 5 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Please like and subscribe today. YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. The NFL playoffs are back. And that means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Wildcard weekend and divisional round weekend. Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern to kickoff. At 4.30 Eastern, the armchair quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the armchair quarterbacks kickoff show streaming right here on Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates. We are back, and if you're watching on Braves Country HD, I actually got a hold of of some, uh, of some radar that you can climb in on and uh, see of, of the Atlanta, Georgia area. And this was a, this is from three minutes ago that it was shared. And I don't know when this actually took place, but we got radar and we're going to keep that there. I'm going to see if there's a way for me to actually get a live radar going on. So if you can take the wheel for a second, Joey, I want to go ahead and uh, hit that up. Uh, we're supposed to be talking some stupid underdogs. Give me your thought process. Of, of your stupid underdogs. I'm going to see if I can find an actual live radar of this. Yeah, absolutely. So looking at the super underdogs, you know, you got in the NFL three games this weekend where the spreads are really, uh, you know, taking off here on the charts. We talked about Miami and Buffalo a little bit. That's currently at 14. That just changed in the last half hour, literally when we were on the show from 13 to 14. So with the third string quarterback, most likely uh, getting the start for Miami, it's, uh, it's ugly there with the 14-point spread. The other two games to be looking at is Seattle and San Francisco. Right now, Seattle is currently plus 10. That one's going to be obviously tough because, you know, Seattle getting in there, I thought Green Bay would, but it didn't happen. And then the other game that you could potentially choose a super underdog would be Ravens plus 10.5. 
Obviously, we don't know the quarterback situation fully there as they head into Cincinnati. So between those three games, there's a lot happening. And if the one I personally like most, and I'm hoping it's open and on the docket, is I'm between Seattle and Baltimore. But if I had to take one, I'm only going to do it because I know who's playing quarterback for them. I am going to go with Seattle. I don't think they're going to actually win this game. But when you only have limited options – to choose from as we get dwindled down, unfortunately, on this 2023 NFL season. That's where we're headed. And I really do think that Seattle, if they edge out a game plan where they could have time of possession, uh, Brock Purdy, he's probably not going to light up the scoreboard, even though he's shown sign. This is the playoffs and things get tighter as I see the live stream coming in here now, uh, which looks actually really good if you're watching on Braves Country on YouTube. So we're keeping everyone up to date there as Nick has a great handle on that. But overall, I'm liking Seattle plus 10 as my super underdog. Yeah, so so we finally get – so that's a live radar, uh, I'm being told. So we'll, we'll keep that up until the end of the show. Uh, Braves Country HD on YouTube, and uh, we'll go ahead and share that to our social media as well. So, so you're going with who? I'm sorry. I'm No, hey, you were taking care of business there. I'm going to go if they're available. I, I think I might even be the first one so that they all might be. Seattle plus 10 at San Francisco. And the, only, and the only reason I took them is because Geno Smith's been consistent there. Baltimore is a big spread. We don't know what's going to happen. And Miami, we know what's going to happen. So I'll go with Seattle plus 10. So you're going to go with Seattle with the stupid underdogs. I think I got sidetracked and, and didn't get uh, Justin's. I'll have to get his off air. Um I'm probably going to wait until tomorrow to do my stupid underdogs or maybe even uh, sun, uh, Saturday for the 3 to 4.30 kickoff show that we'll have right here on The Key. And we'll also be on, on uh, YouTube and all of our streaming platforms. By the way, if I haven't mentioned it before, we are now live, obviously, on The Key and some CBS affiliates that pick us up from time to time. But then also we're live on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, just look up Braves Country HD. You can also look that up for the podcast, the replay. We're on TuneIn Radio. We are on Apple, uh, Spotify, and Podbean. I think I tried them all out. I, I think Spotify is the best one. But um, good, I have Spotify. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't know this was a thing. I had no idea that this was a thing that people listen to to uh, talk shows at one point five speed and sometimes times two speed because they listen to it faster i tried to listen to it. i don't know it's not as enjoyable to me man i was like i i tried to pick up some some of the shows i listen to. I was like and I, I i just feel like the whole time i have to be just sitting there listening i mean maybe if you're driving down the road i get it but i was like i was joking with the guys and said that you know what i mean i i listened to one of my rants at like 2.5 and i about got motion sickness <laughs> <laughs> you did tell us that <laughs> i couldn't close that app fast enough man I was like, who's this idiot talking about? I was like, oh, it's me. Uh, Can't even focus. What's going on? I talk fast enough. But you focus on what you're mad at. Is it the Braves? Is it the Falcons? What what are you mad about today? Focus. Um we got that we got the the uh stream going, so hopefully uh I don't have to go go crazy and rip us down on on that any of the social media pages, but I figure we're doing the uh Doing the Atlanta area service, so in, in case you don't have power or whatever, you, you can find us on 
any of these with the Braves Country HD, and you can see the see the stream as you uh, listen along on the key. Um, all right, so stupid underdog, you're going with Seattle. Who's your lock this week? Yeah, and I know we're going to trip over each other, so I'm not even worried about if someone has the same lock as the other because it's just it's impossible. Just there's right. six games. There's what almost 10 contributors now on a weekly basis it's, we're going to trip over each other so it's fine like you say the deepest bench in all of sports talk that's for sure um right. i'm gonna go yeah we still play a half court offense <laughs> hey if we take the three point line away we'll be pretty good <laughs> deepest bench in all of, in all of sports talk radio and we're nothing but set shot sally Everyone's too lazy to run a pick and roll. Nobody's rebounding. <laughs> <laughs> Doggy picking at the other end. My lock for the day, by the way, uh, I, I put it on Twitter every day around noon, but my, my lock for the day is I did a parlay uh, today. I was feeling frisky, and I only do one or two, one, maybe two of these a week on my locks, but today I went with a parlay. I liked the idea of – so the Celtics on the money line, they're on the road tonight in Brooklyn. A big match at one versus two in the Eastern Conference. An NBA game I'll actually watch. Probably almost start to finish. And I like UW, the Huskies. These are two really bad teams in the Pac-12, but they're only giving up two. So I took them both on the money line, the Celtics and the Huskies. It's a money line of a plus 190. They're both the home team. Oh, excuse me. Celtics are the better team. Washington's the home team. They're, they're taking on Stanford. The two teams are combined for, it's either 1-10 in 10 or 1-11. <laughs> oh, wow. I was reading up on both of them. I was like, man, I'm looking at this. I really think... Washington should be favored just a little more. So I, I, I'm going with the Huskies, but I, I did chicken out and do the money line. I did do the money line. So uh, I don't like taking a lot of lines in, in basketball. I usually try to find a money line that I feel like that I can hit because the one last night was different. I knew Wake Forest was going to blow up Florida State, so I gave up eight. They won by 15. But normally, man, it's just it's so easy to get to get clipped on the money line. What is your uh, clip? I mean, your lock, excuse me. I'm going to go to a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of questions about this team being one of the worst, uh, you know, teams to put up so many points in the regular season. But the Minnesota Vikings on their home field, uh, minus three right now, I think they're going to win this game by about a touchdown. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game. I think it will be a pretty good football game overall. But at the end of the day, I think that Minnesota – offense is really going to come to play and i think they realize after the first time they played them that hey if you could take barkley out of the picture they're probably not going to get a lot going offensively so i like the vikings minus three at home is my lock this weekend that's funny because both justin and i think the giants are going to pull off the pull off the upset <laughs> oh no <laughs> hey would it be the first time i'm wrong my lock tuesday hit so i was happy about that but two for two is tough sledding yeah, I was going to put the updated standings on here, but I felt like this uh, tornado watch is a little more important. So um, I would agree. I'm yeah. 500, so this is a big one for me. I, I need this one. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, I just I think it's going to be difficult 
to beat a team twice in about a three-week span. I get it that they're the home team, and realistically, they're the more talented team. But what concerns me the most about this is you've got a team in the in the Vikings that no matter how many points they they tend to put up, they never seem to put anyone away, and their and their defense stinks. So that's kind of my reason for the whole thing, but is what it is. Um, as we head here towards the top of the hour, sorry, I'm trying to share this again to social media for anyone who's out there, you know, searching the hashtags, wanted to make sure that they knew what was going on. Um, Derek Carr. <laughs> So he gone. He yep. came out and had a statement. If you if you heard the uh, the sports flash, he basically ran out a statement that said thank you to the fan base, even though he's technically still there for a year. But he knows that he's either getting traded or dropped. You're a Colts fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time again. Oh, man. Time to dream and wish that you just plug and play. Are you in on Derek Carr, or is it time to give up on that and draft a quarterback? It's totally time to give up. Now, my only caveat and wild thing would be this. If for some reason they make the decision to trade for Derek Carr, whatever that package may be, then at number four, I would take probably who's left, Will Levis, or whatever quarterback's available. So at least if you get Derek Carr wrong, you got a rookie who's high enough. But I would avoid that whole situation. That's more of my See, that's the thing. You can't do that. If you trade for Derek Carr, you cannot you cannot draft a quarterback. Because it's instant. Unless unless you don't give up much and, and you don't extend him. But it's instant. There's going to be infighting immediately. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, look at when it happened with uh, Alex Smith. I feel like you either have to draft a quarterback or you, or you put a package together to get Derek Carr. And yeah, you get and Derek I, Carr, you're only, to me, you're only doing it if he agrees to an extension. Yeah, because he's only 31 years old. It's not like he's over the fill like a Matt Ryan. It doesn't seem like he's 38. I know. I couldn't believe when I looked it up 31 because he's been playing for a, a, over almost over a decade now. So I would go in the draft uh, personally at the number four pick. If I can move up to number one, and trade with Chicago, I'm doing that because I want to get the best quarterback available who fits our team, which I think would be C.J. Stroud. But if I have to stay at four, I'll take one there. I would avoid the veteran route. Let's stop. Rivers, Brissett, Wentz, Matt Ryan, I'm done with that train. Derek Carr, you're a good guy, great guy. I'll go with the draft. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, it's just, man, I don't know. I'm, what about for the Titans? I heard you talking about the number four pick. This draft, man, I think you've got to draft a quarterback and just say the heck with all that. Now, a little different scenario with your team in Tennessee. I, I heard a little bit of you and Justin, but would it even be? It wouldn't even be worth it to trade away assets for him, most likely. Or would you say, hey, you know what? He's better than Tannehill. I'll take him. It depends on what they would have to give up. But they're sitting down there at the eleventh pick, where there's not a quarterback, in my opinion, worth taking, right? Um. The Colts are now at the fourth pick. Is that right? Correct. Is that what you said fourth? Okay. Yep. 
when they were projected the eighth pick, they were talking about Anthony Richardson. And I'm like, oof. That's a project. He's talented, but that's that's a project. That's not instant offense. Nope. I'm not sure about Will Lovis. I am so on the fence with him because I the few times I've watched him play, he's had terrible games. That doesn't mean he's he's terrible. It just means I've I've caught him against tough matchups, right? That's why I want to move to number one so badly, because with the Texans at two needing a quarterback, I feel like we gotta get to one and take the franchise who somebody who could try to win right away. At least develop in that direction. Yeah, if you're not if if you can move up, it's Bryce Young. I think I think the I think the I think Houston will will be okay with we get Bryce Young, we'll get CJ Stroud. We're we're not trading up. Right? That's my thoughts. But if you can move up, because who is three? Arizona. Yeah, Arizona's not drafted a court, but Arizona might trade back. You never know. What's your walk off? We got to run. Uh, my walk-off is I'll be enjoying TNT Hoops tonight. Huge game, as Max said, with Boston and Brooklyn at 7.30. I'll be watching. That, I, that uh, for actually, we'll be watching that, too. Maybe even start to finish. Probably not. But maybe, hey. maybe locked in here for WQEE for any kind of storm updates. We'll see you tomorrow. God willing, 3 to 5, Braves Country HD. And Saturday, we'll be here 3 to 4.30, taking you to the NFL playoff kickoff. <laughs> Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Gonna get another cigarette, please. Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. NFL playoffs are back, and that means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks Wild Card Weekend and Divisional Round Weekend Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern to kickoff at 4.30 Eastern. The Armchair Quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show streaming right here on Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates. <laughs>